What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Wednesday, October 30th. Hopefully, all you guys are doing great, man. I want to first and foremost say rest in peace to the legendary, you know, Pops, Granddad, however you know him, John Witherspoon, man. We lost him last night at 77 years old, man. Um, honestly, un- unexpected. When I first heard the news, I was just shocked and sad. I still kind of am. But I'm praying for his family, praying for his loved ones, praying for his supporters, because that was a good dude, man. Um, the African-American community lost a great one. The, the comedy scene lost a great one. And it'll never be another, man. Rest in peace to John Witherspoon. Also, I'm praying for all you guys that are involved in these SoCal fires and NorCal fires and have, having to evacuate your homes and losing your homes for some of you guys and just, you know, having to move in the blink of the, an eye is crazy out here, man. Hopefully all you guys can find some safe evacuation um, places to go. And I'm praying for all you guys too. But as always, I'm back at it again. Forgive me for missing yesterday. There was a lot of crazy stuff going on. Didn't really have time to get to a podcast, but today I'm lucky enough to get up, you know, talk. I'm blessed enough to get up and talk to you guys today. But with that being said, I want to talk to you guys about two different things. We're going to talk about something with, with the NCAA, and then we're going to get into some NBA basketball. So the NCAA came out and made a huge statement yesterday that pretty much shocked the entire country, to be honest with you guys. But First and foremost, they pretty much held a meeting with all the board of the NCAA yesterday, the Board of Governors at Emory University in Atlanta, shout out to Atlanta, um, yesterday. And so the board voted unanimously to clear the way for the amateur athletes to benefit from their use of their name, image, and likeness. So pretty much what LeBron, Governor Gavin Newsom, who's the governor of California, and so many others have been fighting hard for, has finally, it hasn't been reached yet, but it's finally been addressed by the NCAA. And that was the biggest problem was that the NCAA wasn't addressing it. But when you have big figures in the NCAA that are addressing it, like Coach K, who stood by it and said it was the right thing to do, you have no choice but to, you know, get to present time. And I'm glad the NCAA didn't really do anything major, but they addressed it. And it sounds like we have some type of progress. And that's all that we really need at the end of the day. So Michael V. Drake, who was the chair of the NCAA Board of Governors and the president, came out and stated, quote, we must embrace change to provide the best possible experience for college athletes. Additional flexibility in this area can and must continue to support college sports as a part of higher education this modernize modern modern design modernization excuse me i don't know why i'm fumbling my words for the future is a natural extension of the numerous steps ncaa members have taken in recent years to improve support for student athletes including full cost of attendance and guaranteed scholarships so pretty much they're assembling a team to help not only just know what the name image and likeness rules are but to really further college athletics. And yes, as I stated, this is not just a school simply paying a kid just because they bring in so much money. This is not Duke just handing Zion a whole bunch of money because he's bringing a whole bunch of, you know, a little bit more, I won't say a whole bunch, but a little bit more attention to Coach K and the Duke Blue Devils. No, this is an entirely different thing. This is just allowing you to be represented by an agent at all times, just in case you might want to go pro or stay amateur, or, you know, say, you know, an advertisement, you know, say a, a, a toilet paper, 
a toilet paper company wants to sponsor you, then you can do that and get paid for it without getting scrutinized by the NCAA or suspended or even worse and getting, you know, completely cut off that school. So it's a great thing. I'm just glad that we're actually moving forward, that we're progressing. When I heard that the NCAA came out and made this statement, I was honestly shocked because I thought the NCAA was always going to be stuck in their ways. I thought they were going to forever be greedy, forever just want everything to themselves, all that money that's going around. I thought they just wanted it for themselves. And turns out that they finally cracked. They finally admitted that it's time to do right by these student athletes. We have to keep pushing forward. And honestly, it's just a really good thing to see. And yes, LeBron and Gavin Newsom proposed the, the law to go into effect um, in 2023. So that's plenty of time for the NCAA to look this over, you know, figure out the right way to do this. You know, you have a whole bunch of time to get this right. You cannot mess this up because once 2023 gets here, it's time to really, really start, you know, getting down to this and start being allowing the kids to get paid because they deserve it for their hard work. They put in the effort, they put in the time, and it, it's a, it's a lot of things that go into being a student athlete, man. So shout out to all the student athletes now. Shout out to all the student athletes that have you know come and go in the past years. You guys, you know, your your efforts did never go unnoticed, and now it's time. It's a new age, it's a new day, and we gotta we gotta adjust to the time, man. If you're not adjusting to the present, then you're gonna get left in the past. It's honestly as simple as that. And the NCAA knows that. You know, you see players like Lamelo Ball going overseas and playing in Australia or RJ Hampton doing the same thing, and you miss out on guys like that. Imagine if the NCAA had LaMelo Ball playing this year in the NCAA. Not even if it was for UCLA or something like that. He said his options were at the time were Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas, and I, I, I don't know if Duke, but I don't know how true those are, but those came from his mouth directly. But still, imagine if we saw LaMelo Ball playing at Kentucky. Honestly. Think about all the viewers and the listeners and the watchers that would tune in each night to watch Kentucky play just because of how special LaMelo Ball is and how big his fan base is and how much attention that he draws night in and night out since he's been, what, 16 years old now? Just think about that. Like, for real, think about that. So I'm happy. You know, you guys should be too. It's a new it's a new day, new age. I'm happy I'm getting to live through history because, honestly, we, we just might not see you know, any more improvements from the NCAA after this to keep it 100 with you because, honestly, I see a whole bunch of people that are just looking at it the wrong way, like, oh, these kids, they're not going to have nothing to play for, everything's going to be watered down, schools are going to have advantages over other schools, like, how? Like, if if you know how to draw money in, if you have, um, uh, how should I say, a, a advertising type of, you know, makeup in you, then you'll be able to do it. Like, think about all the money that John Morant could have made Murray State last year. Think about that. John Morant goes to a small school, Division One still, but goes to a small school in the middle of who knows where in Kentucky and literally has Murray State booming, has him in the NCAA tournament doing big things. John Morant literally would have got so much money. And look, I also want to preach this. It's not always just about the money. Like, a lot of these kids, they're going to realize, like, more. there's going to be some kids that get paid a whole bunch more than you and it's going to be some kids that don't get paid nearly as much as you and that's just life it's always going to be someone richer than you it's always going to be somebody poorer than you but you just have to balance it out and not even worry about that just do what you can do handle what you can handle that's all it is like i don't want people to start blowing this out of context because it doesn't need to be blown out of context but let's just keep going forward. This is the right step in the, in, in the right direction for the NCAA. Shout out to the NCAA for being progressive and stop just having that dinosaur mindset, as, as I've always been saying, because 
These kids deserve it, man. They put in a lot of work. And even though it is amateur athletics, they're still doing a lot of special things. And it's not like, you know, if you go to a Michigan State, you're not playing for scrubs every day. You know, first game of the week is next week and we play Kentucky. And then we play Duke the next week. Like, you're playing NBA-level type of competition for the most part. Not every kid is going to the NBA, but you're playing against NBA-caliber players for sure. And you're getting coached by some of the greatest coaches of all time and playing against them at that. So, I'm just glad that they did it, man. But with that being said, though, let's just keep going. Let's keep, you know, let's not stop. So, shout out to the NCAA for the last time. But moving on. So, last night, my favorite player... Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets, made his debut with the Miami Heat. He missed out on, I believe, the first three games where they beat the Grizzlies. Then they went into Milwaukee and beat the Bucks in overtime in their home opener. And then they lost to Minnesota, I believe, a couple nights ago in Minnesota off of back-to-back um, coming off against the game against the Bucks. But he missed those games due to the birth of his daughter, Riley. Shout out to them. Shout out to the family. Shout out to his um baby's mother that's a big thing congrats to jimmy having his first child i know that means everything to him he put out a tweet saying family isn't uh i I forgot what he said family isn't just something i think he said family is everything something like that something to the effect of that but shout out to him for that and yesterday last night he made his long awaited return not awaited return but his long awaited debut with the Miami Heat. And me personally, if you guys know me, I'm a Jimmy Butler fan. I've been a Jimmy Butler fan since about 2014, back when he was playing with the Chicago Bulls. And to see the levels that he's risen to and on a, currently a max contract right now with the Miami Heat, it honestly is one of the best feelings ever because he put in the work. He deserves this. He's gotten better every single year he's been into the in the league. And honestly, it's just great to see, man. But last night, they, they played the Atlanta Hawks. And pretty much, he started out the game on a perfect 4-for-4. Four four. He came out, DeAndre Hunter was guarding him. They gave him the ball, a little bit of top the elbow, cleared out, drove right past him, easy layup. Next play, they give it to him in the post. Rookie Cam Reddish is guarding him. He turns around, faces up, drives right into the lane, easy, and one. And he's just he just gets it, man. And one thing I like about Jimmy is that he's never been a selfish type of all-star player. Like, he does not always need the ball. He's really good at playing off the ball, matter of fact. He had a big-time jumper where he, pretty much Kendrick Nunn had it. He turned down the screen, and he's seen Jimmy in, in on the wing. You know, as Kendrick is driving, Jimmy slowly makes his way to the corner three ball, catches it, nothing but net for Jimmy Buckets. And that's what I like because he's not, as I stated, he's not selfish. He does not need always need the ball to be effective. He knows how to move without the ball. He knows how to make plays. My favorite play last night that, that he actually made was, I believe Bam Adebayo had the ball and Jimmy was posting up. Bam was at the top of the three-point line and Jimmy was posting up and he couldn't really free himself. So he made a spin move on, I forgot who, freed himself up, got open, Caught the ball, could have laid it up, but decided to kick it out to the corner, the opposite corner where Tyler Hero was at. Tyler Hero pump fakes. I believe he takes two dribbles to the rack, and then he passes back out to the three-point line to the wing. Kendrick Nunn hits it, hits a big-time three ball to really get the the, uh, Miami Heat momentum swinging it. And plays like that are what's going to make this Miami Heat team so good because they all love to pass the rock. They all love to spread the wealth and share the sugar. And that's why this team is going to be very dangerous throughout the year. A lot of people are sleeping on them just because they don't have a lot of star talent or depth or anything like that. When you have a star player like Jimmy Butler and a possible MVP candidate playing alongside a, a lot of really good, unselfish 
quote-unquote role players for right now because I think Tyler Hero is going to be a really good player. He had 29 points last night. I think he had 19 points in the third quarter or the second quarter last night. And he's a bucket. But this team is sneaky, sneaky good. Believe me when I say that. The Heat has something going on. And, yeah, Jimmy started 4-for-4 four four, perfect. He missed his next four shots but still ended up with 21 points, five rebounds, and three steals, man. And the Miami Heat ended up beating the Hawks 112 to 97. Next game is Thursday, tomorrow, uh, Halloween, 1031 at Atlanta versus the Hawks on TNT primetime game. The Heat are currently three and one. And also, I want to shout out a major prayer to Trey Young. Trey Young got hurt sadly at the beginning of the of the second quarter. He was uh, headed towards the rack, made a kick out play, and then came down wrong on his ankle. Um, it, it looked bad at the time, but luckily I heard it's not that bad. They said it's an MRI. Or they said they, they had an MRI. Turned out nothing happened to be that bad. It's just a, a minor sprained ankle. He should be back within the next two weeks. Don't rush it, Trey. Because if you watch what Trey Young was doing, he was putting up numbers. I talked about him on my last podcast. Trey Young was going crazy. So we're praying for a speedy recovery. We're praying for the best. You know, that's one of the league's best players right now. I don't care what nobody's saying, even though it's only a second year in the league. Take your time, Trey. Do what you got to do. Rehab it right. And don't rush it, man. But, you know, that's, you know, just take your time. But moving on. Into some more NBA basketball. Anthony Davis. Last night, the Lakers played the Memphis Grizzlies at home before they go on a big-time road trip. We'll talk about it in a second. But Anthony Davis last night was the quickest player in NBA history to record a 40-20 game. Yes, 40 points and 20 rebounds. He was absolutely dominant Last night versus the Memphis Grizzlies. They had nothing that they could throw at him. Like, literally, it was funny because the game was close as I don't know what in the third quarter. Like, it was like a, a five-point game that the, Laker, or that the Lakers were leading by at the time. And then, literally, Anthony Davis just completely takes over the game. Like, he just he gets to the rack. He's creating havoc. He gets a couple block shots here and there. He's unguardable, man. Like, really. And the, and the craziest part about it all, he was playing on a banged-up shoulder. Like, his shoulder was bothering him a lot last night. Like, you can clearly see it was frustrating him. Like, he fell on the ground one last night, and he got up, and he was just kind of holding his shoulder and just trying to keep it moving because I guess it's just painful. I, I think they said it's a sore shoulder. And pretty much, he just kept fighting through it, man. Ended up with 40 points, 20 rebounds. I mean, excuse me, 20, yeah, 20 rebounds. Um, Oh, no, yeah, 40, 20, excuse me. Two assists and two blocks. AD was hooping, man. This dude is special, 6'11". As I said, can do it all. And a lot of people were saying, like, oh, he's the best player on this Lakers team. That's fine. LeBron, that's fine. LeBron's in year 17. You shouldn't really, honestly, you shouldn't really rely on LeBron to be your best player. You should rely on him to be one of your best, you know, your most consistent players to score for you and make plays for you. But still, Anthony Davis is still young. He's barely scratching his prime. Let him work. Let him feast. This is his time to really show the Lakers that he's the number one option, that he can get it done, and that by the time the playoffs come, the Lakers should know what they're getting out of Anthony Davis. And so, man, he did it He did it fast, too. He did it in three quarters, 31 minutes, put up a 40-20. That's honestly incredible. I was sitting there watching it. It was just like, what the heck is going on? The Grizzlies literally had zero answers for this, man. He was literally just cooking. And can't blame him, but Lakers ended up winning 120-91. to Next game is Friday, um, 11, November 1st at 
the Dallas Mavericks in what is the beginning of a away uh, stretch for the Lakers. We'll see how they fare in these away games, but they should beat the Dallas Mavericks um, as long as Anthony Davis doesn't foul out or do nothing stupid. Um, JaVel McGee should probably guard Kristaps Porzingis for a majority of the game, but I think AD should take him in the fourth quarter. They got to slow down Luka Doncic, who's hooping two right now, but Lakers are currently 3-1. and one. Good for them. You know, great start. This is the first time they've been 3-1 and one since 2010, which is something I've seen, which is crazy because we all know the Lakers are used to winning games and winning a lot of games like that. But congrats to the Lakers. Let's keep it rolling. Even though I'm not a Laker fan, as I stated, I'm a Heat fan. I just support the Lakers. And, I, and when the Lakers are doing good, I feel like I'm always doing good. And LA is always doing good when the Lakers are doing good. But with that being said, as always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check them out on Twitter or wherever. Um, great content that they're putting out. Always got the Fire Podcast. I'm on their podcast network, but they got a whole bunch of other great podcasts. I'll be putting out a piece for Nuts and Bolts Sports very, very soon, so please be ready to check that out. I got some typing and editing to do before it goes out, but definitely stay on the lookout for that. As always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports, man. But with that being said, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. You guys have a beautiful and blessed rest of your day. I will talk to you guys soon. As always, peace, love, and blessings gone.